Hello guys and welcome to Political Pill. Stay tuned guys, we've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the UK's COVID-19 vaccine strategy. We're going to look into the military coup that's occurring in Myanmar. And finally, why are the farmers in India protesting? We're going to dig into that one as well. So uh, yeah, before we get into it, let's, let's take a quick look at the current vaccination statistics in the UK. As you can see here, more than 10 million people have received their first dose of COVID-19, of the COVID-19 vaccine, excuse me, which is approximately 20% of adults. Nine in 10 of those aged 75 and over have received their first dose of vaccines in England and Wales. So that's 90% of 75 years. You know, we're really getting that, that vulnerable group like, like they've been saying they're trying to do. And by the way, this is the largest vaccination program in British history. Matt Hancock, is very happy. He's, you know, he's saying every job makes us all a bit safer. And uh, it's true. You know, <clears throat> so far about 400 million doses of the vaccine are being procured by the Vaccine Task Force. That's such a cool name. Sounds a bit like a James Bond kind of vibes. I don't know, it sounds a bit, it sounds a bit gangster if you ask me. Task Force. Uh, but yeah, so that so the seven vaccines we got here is the BioNTech and Pfizer vaccine, 40 million doses, the Oxford and AstraZeneca vaccine, 100 million doses, the Moderna one, 17 million doses, Glaxo, Smith, Klein, and Sanofi Pasteur for 60 million doses, Novavax for 60 million, and Janssen for 30 million, and finally the Valneva vaccine for 100 million doses which comes out to a whopping grand total of 300 million pounds spent on vaccines. Interesting fact though, the UK is actually the largest donor to the COVAX facility, which is basically like the global organization to help developing countries also get vaccines. And uh, the UK has donated 548 million pounds and that's gonna help get about 1.3 billion doses to 92 different separate countries. So it's, it's pretty nice if you ask me. Uh, so yeah, the vaccine strategy. What, what, what the UK is trying to implement now is a mix and matching approach. And basically they're, they're currently running a study to see if it's safe and see if there's you know no, no, no mad side effects of mixing the vaccines. Uh, they're gonna be comparing the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer vaccines. Well, basically they wanna see is it more effective or, or better to use both? You know, so it's an approach known as heterologous boosting. And it's made the vaccines for things like hepatitis B a bit more effective in the past. That's according to Dr. Peter English. He's like one of the top consumers in the health sector. They're looking for people aged 50 and over, 800 participants in total they're looking for. And if the vaccines can be done interchangeably, as in we can mix and match them, like they're trying to find out in the study, well, that's really great news for the for the distribution of, of the vaccine, because it means, well, you're just less reliant on one vaccine in it, so lots of people can get vaccinated at once. And, you know, we just get that bit closer to, to a post-pandemic life. Oh, wow. <laughs> I felt a bit of relief just saying the word post-pandemic there. <laughs> but anyways, moving on swiftly. The predicament in Myanmar. So let's look into it. Facebook has been banned. The military, they've overthrown the government and blocked Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's in his office right now. 
trying to see if Amazon do next day delivery for some real life black ops soldiers because yo, man needs his customers back. <laughs> so officials have said that the social media platform is banned because apparently it's it, it, it's causing instability in the country. And obviously by instability, he means people are being liberated and learning about the truth of the oppression they're going through. Uh, yeah, let's look into it. Why is the situation in Myanmar so deep? Well, the government, the, Myanmar has only had like a, a democratic government since 2011. You know, it was a British colony, and then in 1948 it gained independence. Since then till 2011, it was being ruled by the military. 2011 government came in, and very recently in November of 2020, there was an election, and the person, the, the party that the government wanted to win, did not win, and the government were not having that. The National League for Democracy, that was the party. It, that was the party that did win, which the armed forces opposed. So they came in with smoke, and you know, all the, what, what's their names? I should know their names, I'm a host of a show complex. Uh, all the, <laughs> the ministers, the members of parliament, there you go. They've all basically been held hostage in their homes. People are protesting, you know, people have been arrested. Uh, but they're blocking Facebook because they don't want for the spread of information to get around the country for the sake of quote-unquote stability. So the military have currently put Myanmar in a state of emergency. That sounds like a very convenient word for I'm just going to take complete control of this situation and ain't nobody going to do nothing about it. Because apparently the plan of the commander-in-chief um, Mr. Min Ong Hyang, I've probably absolutely obliterated that name, and I'm sorry. Um, he, he, the plan is to have a fair, quote unquote, fair election once the state of emergency is over. So, you know, this has corruption written all over it, guys. And the people don't seem to have much choice about it because, well, obviously, it's, 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 a, it's the military, you know. And, and the funny thing is, there's actually thousands of people who are in support of the military. So it's one of those ones that's a bit split 50-50. All right, moving on swiftly, our final story for the day is the Indian farmers situation. What is actually going on? So last year, India passed the Indian Agriculture Acts of 2020, which is a farm bill. If you want me to do an episode describing that specifically, let me know on social media and I'll do something about it. But we're not going to talk about it today. We're just going to focus more on why people are not happy. People are not happy because it basically favours for big businesses and corporations to get involved in the agriculture sector. And obviously it affects the wages of current in people working on the farms and whatnot. And uh, if there's one thing you don't mess with, it's somebody's back. Especially considering 50% of India's population relies on agriculture to survive. So it's a, it's a sticky one. You know, the bill opens up markets for competition, meaning prices will no longer stay at a fair level and it leaves farmers to being taken advantage of by big corporations. And uh, there's over 250 million farmers take, uh, who are protesting this, making this the largest organised strike in human history. So 2020, uh, it's not done making history, guys. It's just, we're just putting numbers after numbers after numbers uh, in terms of history out here. On the 12th of January, the Supreme Court of India decided to temporarily suspend the legislation because obviously people are not happy. Um, but it does seem that the Indian government intend on moving forward with this because uh, while the people want for them to abolish it entirely, Indian government are not doing that. And, you know, it's, it's caused a, you know, a fair amount of controversy on social media, you know, public figures are talking about it, you know, influencers and whatnot. Rihanna's even been tweeting, 
uh, she, she tweeted against the Indian government and they did not appreciate it. Uh, the external affairs ministry actually rebuttaled to saying the temptation of sensationalist social media hashtags and comments especially when resorted to by celebrities and others is neither accurate nor responsible now i think that's you know i don't know is there a fair point there do sometimes celebrities and all these activists or whatnot just say things because it's what's popular to be said at the moment and we're all in the mood of let's protest and let's make a, a stand against things without completely knowing what they're talking about. Potentially there's a slight that occurring in the world today. Uh, but 250 million people opposing a government bill, it's, it's, there must be something wrong, you know, 250 million people opposing it. It's, it's, it doesn't look very good in there. I feel like they might need to go back to the drawing board and see how we can make this a more equitable bill. Uh, but anyways, thanks guys, thanks for listening. That was this week's episode of Political Pill. Be sure to hit me up on social media if there's any particular things you want to discuss or want me to do breakdowns of in future episodes. And uh, leave a rating for us, please, 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 please. That's, that really helps podcasts like this out. And uh, congrats on selling your first pill. Take care, bye-bye. Also, I have references in the description if anyone's curious about the sources. <laughs> bye-bye for real now.